0: You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 150 of the College Loop Podcast. I'm Dylan A. Bojang on Twitter slash X. Uh, Harrison Tar said he might be here a little later, so we'll be waiting for him. Uh, but I'm here to talk to y'all about some auburn athletics going on ken chad ivy thanks for chatting in war eagle to, and also war eagle to you as well teresa i uh, got a pretty loaded uh conversation to talk about today because of course we did not have an episode as the news broke about philip montgomery's firing uh last year offense was just off to a terrible start and it never got really any better controversy between who was calling the plays why wasn't the offense developing why wasn't Peyton Thorne looking better? All that jazz. And officially, after all of the uh, out of all the mix ups that he freeze went through, trying to put blame on himself and whatnot, I uh, finally threw uh, Phil Montgomery under the bus uh, after the bowl game loss uh, and let him go. Uh, and now we're going to be going through, uh, from what I've been hearing, it's going to be a pretty soon announcement about who is going to be the next coordinator uh and there's been a couple of names thrown around uh that i've been hearing a lot about the favorite i've been hearing the most about is of course Derek Nix from Ole miss uh the wide receivers coach slash associate head coach uh in uh, hotty toddy land uh p-pass thanks for stopping by student scales war eagle as well uh but What I'm seeing is that the offensive coordinator going to next year isn't going to be a play calling coordinator, probably going to be more of the recruiter side of things uh, to kind of give Hugh Freeze a chance to game plan and focus more on the play calling side of things rather than the recruiting. Because there were a couple of games this year, I'm trying to think of all of them. I know New Mexico State was one and Maryland was one where it seemed that Hugh Freeze's focus was more on the recruiting aspect. Rather than, of course, the game plan and those resulted in some embarrassing losses. Uh, but Derek Nix is currently the favorite. I've heard a lot of names thrown around as well. Uh, Damian Craig is a name that I've heard people throwing around. I don't think there's any legitimacy to it. I think it's just what people want to hear. A uh, guy who, of course, has ties to Auburn. He played quarterback. He was a great quarterback for Auburn in the '90s. Uh, and kind of, I've there's like some there's some bad blood between him and some of the fans, uh, but after AM, after he got rushed out of there, after the Jim Fisher firing, I uh, heard a lot about him potentially being a coordinator, but I don't think it will happen. Other person I've been hearing about is Kent Austin, uh, quarterback coach for Auburn. I uh, get him getting, just getting a promotion again. Uh, just something along those lines. Uh, those are pretty much the three names I've been hearing the most about. I'm the most excited about if Derek Nix were to come by. Uh, he, he has been a uh, – integral part uh, for Ole Miss for a long, long time. His coaching experience is, of course, uh, he was a grad grad assistant at Southern Miss in 03. He was a running backs coach at Southern Miss from 04 to 06. Then he was a quality control coach at, for the Atlanta Falcons in 07. And then from 2008 to 2019, he was a running back coach for the Ole Miss Rebels. And then, of course, he was the wide receivers coach from 2020 to 2021. And last year, or 2022 to 2021, he was associate head coach, and wide receivers coach. So he's been at Ole Miss since since 2008, uh, a guy who's been all over the place, or hasn't been all the place. He's only been at Ole Miss, but he was there during the Hugh Freeze tenure. So a guy who Hugh Freeze knows pretty well, uh, more so than Philip Montgomery, because uh, it was just a mesh of not really knowing – what to expect from a guy you didn't really coach with before. Uh, I know the preseason SEC media days, it was more about Hugh Freeze talking about finding a guy who can mesh well, who has the same, who has the same scheme, but the different words to go along with it. But throughout the season, it definitely just was a, it was, it was not a, it was not a good mesh uh, from the start Aunt Robinson. What's up, man? Uh, Staying loopy, feeling loopy. Uh, But I think Derek Nix is the favorite. I think if we were to hear a name in the next 24-ish hours, it's going to be Derek Nix. a guy who is a a very good recruiter, has been a good recruiter for Ole Miss, again, since 2008. Uh, And he's just been a very integral part of both the Hugh Freeze, the Matt Luke, and the Lane Kiffin administrations. Uh, He's been there through it all. Uh, And it'd be a great pickup for this team as well because I think overall you just find a guy who can do what you need him to do. Uh, The staff was, again, very well wasn't very well induced into the whole steaming around who they're going to play next, but finding a guy who can actually, you could send off on recruit uh, to recruit while you are game planning. That is also, that is probably the best uh, situation. Also can help out with the wide receivers and Marcus Davis. So it won't hurt to have two coaches coaching up a position who have one of your worst positions from the previous year. Trey Bonner, what a uh, war Eagle as well. Uh, but, It'd be interesting to see. I, I've been hearing that we can hear about who's going to get hired in the next. Uh, again, whenever it got announced, I think the war poor, I think Mike G and both and Mike as well both said it was going to be a pretty wild forty-eight to seventy-two hours. So, still waiting to see how likely is he gets named uh, anytime soon. Uh, other, if it's not Derek Nix, I don't really know where uh, where they're going to head uh, head next. Uh, and it seemed like Phil Montgomery last year was more of a. Your plan A, plan B, and your plan C all failed, and you kind of had to get someone quick. Uh, it did leave Dylan Wade a little upset. I did see that. Uh, he definitely uh, sent out a, I don't remember what the tweet was uh, about losing uh, Phil Montgomery because uh, that was his former head coach at at Tulsa. Uh, Connie, War Eagle to you as well. What's up, Chris? Yeah. I think interesting conversations and terms will go into this higher. I definitely hope so. I I need this to be the continuity that goes into starting a new, uh, I don't want to say almost a franchise, starting a new culture at a a program like this. You need the continuity. Now that like Alabama is where they are, it doesn't really matter who's the coordinator because Nick Saban's been there for 15 years. So you know what you're going to get from Alabama every year. You're going to get a great team no matter who the coordinators are. Uh, but you, you're gonna need to find a guy who can you who who will mesh well, who will call the same plays. I, I think you should need to find someone who has the same lingo as as Hugh Freeze and Derek Nick's. Again, is like a perfect example of that because he's worked for Hugh Freeze before. Uh, it'd be it'd be a pretty nice addition to have someone who can stay with the program throughout. Uh, uh, and again, it's just the same thing as if you want to build a. Con- National championship contending program. You need the continuity to get there. And whenever you get the cut dead weight this early, it's it's not a good look. Uh, but Phil Montgomery was definitely a coordinator that I expected to get fired uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, secret. Ant Robertson, New DC. I don't know how likely we are to fire Ron Roberts. Uh, I, I know there was some discussion about maybe both coordinators are going to be gone. I don't really think it's... I don't know how likely. To, I've not heard anything about Roberts yet. Uh, I, I'm definitely not the most well-adverse because, again, I don't work for the athletics department. Uh, I, I think Ron Roberts did a great job in, in year one. I think he, he's the best coordinator hire out of the two. I, I Well, let me rephrase that. Best re- non-retention coaching hire that Hugh Freeze made uh, from the past offseason because we saw an immediate uh, – incline uh from where the from where the defense was last year to where it was this year uh, the interceptions went up turnovers went up sacks went up tackles the defense was making stops where they weren't last year i don't think i, I don't know how likely it is uh, i want to say it's not very likely because ron roberts again is very good and also this defense is was really good whenever it had a chance to be that uh but i, I don't think ron roberts is gone it, it'd be it'd be hard For me to believe it right now. Uh of course anything can happen. Uh, but I I like where Ron Roberts stands, uh, especially because the defense was just so much better than the offense. Uh War Eagle Tim Toolmane Taylor. I I okay, I get it. War Eagle Charles, Trey Bonner, Charles Kelly is already hired. There we go. Charles Kelly was already hired. I think if Ron was leaving, wouldn't he got hired first? I think Charles Kelly is also, the kind of gonna be the same line as an offensive coordinator. I think he's associate, de- he's gonna be associate defensive coach. He's probably gonna be working alongside the cornerbacks, alongside where you know, uh, where Zach, when Wesley McGriff left, you're gonna have Charles Kelly come along, and kind of work alongside Etheridge. And Kelly's also going to be the recruiting coordinator alongside Zach Etheridge, and getting a great recruiter and a good. Uh, defensive mind and Charles Kelly. So I only—that's really, why I, I think I do, they're beefing up the defensive staff and then trying to fix what they messed up with in the offensive side of things. Uh, War Eagle, Trevor. What about Keontae Scott? You know, it's also, on Keontae's injured in the portal. What's going on with that? Uh, let's see. This is an episode. Such so as a tween tweet. It means it's gone. There we go. Just there we go. Tweet. Uh, but yeah, I'll get to uh, Keontae leaving. That's got more to do with. McGriff le- leaving, McGriff going to A and M, left uncertainty with Keontae Scott. He, from what I've been hearing, he wants to come back. He wants to come back to Auburn next year. Uh, he, I mean, he's already made the whole video about uh, about returning and made a, it was like a whole thing. Uh, but I'm not. I don't know how exactly. Likely it is. I think it's more likely that he returns than he leaves. I think, uh, just because it's not really he—he he loves Auburn, Auburn loves him, kind of thing. Uh, it's t- it's kind of what happens whenever you lose your coach. You kind of just kind of left confused by why it happened. Uh, but he went. Uh, he, he's in the portal. I do think it's likely he might return. Uh, but it, again, if he doesn't, uh, Keontae Scott's not a person I have very bad feelings about to wish him. I wish him well wherever he goes because whoever gets him is going to get a dog. Uh, uh, But it seems to be about McGriff is that Ron Roberts is so weird. Uh, There was some talk about uh, Ron Roberts and McGriff not really meshing uh, too well. That was kind of a difference in how they think. Uh, It's kind of old school and new school kind of mix up between those two. So I kind of left the whole opening with McGriff. Uh, I mean, Zach Etheridge interviewed for—I uh, I, want to say the Louisiana job. It was—I uh, think it was the ULM job. Etheridge interviewed for before they went with someone else. Uh, it it could have just been that. Uh, I do think Roberts had a great scheme. Uh, I and i looked back and I see the Teresa put about the Dustin episode on Up Tempo podcast. I've not seen a tweet from Ron Roberts that have told me that. Also, I don't have his post notifications on, so I wouldn't have seen that uh, off the bat. Uh, but. I've not heard anything about Roberts being gone, uh, and of course I didn't hear anything about Philip Montgomery being gone. Whatever he was, I just assumed. Uh, likely Robbie returns too. I heard the coordinator deal with the, has a coordinator has a factor, and for Zach it was Troy. Hicka. Was it Troy? I guess word was ULM. Uh, tweet was deleted. Okay, so I just missed out on that entirely. Uh, let's see. It's in the portal. I'd not heard word about Robbie returning. Robbie was just on a visit to Utah. A couple days ago and he took some pretty cool looking pictures might i add uh the snow pictures are my favorite kinds of recruiting pictures and robbie took one with utah i don't think robbie returns because uh, i think he had a falling out with the head coach uh he falling out with freeze kind of kind of deal because uh, it kind of happens I don't, I don't think robbie i don't i think robbie's gone uh it's sad i know i have his jersey uh no one's more bat, so upset about than i am but he is he is probably going to. I think Utah is the place I would like him to go the most. But uh, he's he's a visit. He had a visit with Utah, and he has a visit scheduled to South Carolina. So I don't know. Uh, that's why he interviewed for job. Yeah, that, there we go. Uh, he had me confused for a second. I was like, I just read this not too long ago. Uh, see Trey, I think you actually wants to kind of help at the OC job, uh, but my question is, why not help your OC in his first year? in the SEC game by game until he was ready to handle it by himself. Well, it's kind of the same line of you hired an experienced coach, uh, which you kind of expect him not to need you know, your hand held all the way through the season. Because there was times where where you could tell who was calling the plays. Uh, if you saw if the offense seemed to be going well, it was, like it was a Hugh led offense. If it was kind of staggering and looking a little anemic at times, that looked like the Phil Montgomery. And then at times they both looked like they just didn't know it, it was either Phil Montgomery's offense was going off and then it wasn't or same thing with you freeze. I it just, it seems like the, it was a tower of ba- tower of Babel situation uh, where freezes lingo and Montgomery's lingo never meshed into a competent looking offense. Uh, and that was the issue that they had all season. That was the issue everyone noticed. If you watched any of the games, uh, that it was very difficult to sit there and watch those two call plays. So I think Hugh Freeze is going into this year as the play caller, and he's going to be hiring a co- a coordinator to recruit at the co- offensive coordinator job title. Uh, yeah, I love Robbie. I don't see him coming back. I kind of don't blame Robbie. I still love Freeze the coach, but he did Robbie dirty by not letting him compete as QB one. I'm a second in command for the Robbie Fan Club, and Robinson is my vice president. If everyone wasn't no uh, wasn't aware. Uh, Susan Scales, what's up with the Jason Jones tweet? I'm going to get that one in a second because that's brand new. So I got to to kind of the bottom of the rundown. Uh, all that, that tweet punched me in the face as soon as uh, we got everything together to go record. I'll get to it in a second. Uh, but just to finish off with the Kante Scott, if, so it seemed like McGriff and Roberts didn't mesh well. So McGriff went to AM uh, and m and Kante Scott entered the portal. Uh, again, I don't think it's – I think it's very likely that that Kiate comes back uh but i do wish him the best of y- best of luck with whatever he chooses to do uh and other news uh here we go I'll go ahead to get to it. the cryptic jason jones tweeted out not too long before we we got to it i'll go ahead and just knock it out uh hey just the date uh it was uh, january 1st 3 p.m uh i have no earthly idea what this could potentially even possibly be uh for my knowledge uh is it too late to enter the portal not not a portal it's not it will, to announce it No, is it too late to enter the draft uh because i'm not too sure if it is or not I, it's either a draft announcement or it's a portal announcement and, and or I, I, some other third thing my kind of that's where i'm at uh i'm People are leaning towards a portal announcement or, or I guess it could also be him returning as well, but I don't know. I need to, this is going to be something I've got to sit on for a little bit and kind of ask around and look around and see if anybody else knows what it could possibly be. Uh, I wish I had a better answer. Uh, I don't know Jason Jones personally. Uh, If I I did, I would ask, but uh, I, I do think it's either portal draft return or, Maybe some cool NIL deal, something along those lines. It was one of those four. If you and if you're wanting to cut this clip into it, just make it seem like I picked which one of those when I get it. If it's one of those four things and I got it right, uh, but and Tart is on his way. The internet just cut out his apartment, so that was the issue going on. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jason Jones don't really know what the tweets about. Uh, hopefully, we'll hear more about it uh, as it goes along, and of course, we'll have. We'll be ready around that time uh, tomorrow to get that graphic ready. Because that was just a wild, wild tweet that just came up out of nowhere. Uh, and another thing's going on with the team. Marcus Harris has accepted his invite to the Senior Bowl. So three players from last year, all in different positions of the, uh, of their, uh, what's the word, career process at Auburn. Uh, one of them in the portal, one of them's going off to the NFL, and the other one, we don't know yet uh but there we go uh and the tart is asking me to send him the code on the phone so give me one second don't so i can give him the code to this sorry for the dead air there we go all right uh trey bonner what kind of role do you personally think fits best at the OC job? What kind of role uh, for what kind of coach? That's my question back to answer that question because it it just depends on the coach. If you have someone like uh, Nick Saban, who is going to be your typical uh, team manager kind of head coach, it's better to have a play calling coordinator. Uh, but, Sometimes if you're more of a offensive minded coach uh, for Hugh, so for, for Hugh, I think recruiting, uh, getting a coordinator who can recruit better than he I don't want to say recruit better than he play calls, but have a guy who can do some of the developing of players while also doing some of the recruiting of players. That way Hugh is working side by side for all of those, but he can focus more on the game plan side of things and call the plays. Uh, and if Hugh ever wants to get step back, he needs to get a play calling OC who kind of fits his mold, uh, which is what we didn't see last year. Uh, but it, it just kind of depends. I don't know how likely I am to support Hugh Freeze fully taking over play calling because uh, I've seen I, – I like Hugh Freeze's play calling scheme. I like the RPO. I like it a lot. Uh, but I've just seen so many coaches just play, call the plays and then it just all fails. Uh, the issue with that as well is once you fail – at calling plays, it's kind of it's kind of very hard to uh, put the put the blame on something else because if the play calling isn't working, the offense is is kind of running out of steam all through through all these drives. The blame kind of falls on you uh, again, you alone, and as a coach, you have to take the blame for that. But overall, it's like that. I actually think Hugh wants a dog at oc uh juice kiffin is uh, is available uh he's hired jake thornton already from ole miss uh he's looking at Derek Nix. uh might as well take 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 juice kiffin as well uh he's got a nice he's got a fun twitter page so why not uh but i i i think it, i i don't really understand oh, i don't not understand it's i don't see a world where Hugh Freeze goes after a guy who calls plays. Uh, cause I do think that he noticed, uh, he noticed cause we noticed. And if we, if fans, if the fans notice, then the coach notice as well. Uh, I think he understands that the play calling abilities will need to fall on him. Uh, if he wants to run the offense and the program that he wants to run. Uh, eventually, if he has a, if he has a disciple, under him, they can call plays uh, like he can. Maybe hire someone who can play call plays as offense coordinator that way. But as you're building a program, it probably is best for him to get the recruiting uh, recruiting coordinator uh, for the OC job. Uh, other news tidbits for football: uh, Walker White had himself a day at the All American Bowl yesterday. Uh, he had two touchdowns. Also, Walker uh, he, and I heard Amaris Williams played very well. Uh, Demarcus Riddick had a couple of PBUs. I didn't hear much about Kinsley Foster and DeAndre Carter, but I've heard, I've heard everyone pretty much played very well. Uh, five players in that UA All American Bowl tied a program record for most in a in that game. Uh, Trey Bunner, do you do you think Peyton starts without getting quarterback in the portal? I don't know how likely it is. That, I, I'm still on the fence on where Auburn stands on the whole portal quarterback situation. I don't know if Auburn's going to keep Peyton Thorne. I don't know if we're going to go after whatever's left in the portal. I don't know if Holden Garner's just going to be up out of nowhere. And there's Harrison Tartar. How you doing, buddy?
0: Hey, sorry. I'm fighting a fist fight. I'm in a fist fight with my Wi-Fi right now. So if I cut out again, then goodbye and good riddance. I love you all. But this has (laughs) been a monstrosity. It's been fine all day until 7 (laughs) o'clock.
1: Fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, but I don't. Know where we stand on the whole Peyton Thorn situation. I don't know what uh, the quarterback situation is just a mystery. And, and at some point, we got to figure out a way. Uh, albert has got to figure out a way to make it to where we don't have this conversation every single offseason. Because if you've missed it already, Caden Salter's out of the portal. So the one quarterback target we thought we had is gone. Auburn thought they had is gone. Uh, but it, it's a it's a it's an enigma, if you will uh paul jones what about office tackle from mississippi state he was on a visit i haven't really heard much about the visits i don't have on three plus or whatever it's called so i just kind of see they're visiting uh i assume it went well uh what's up with harrison's thinking about starting my auburn channel soon what? What's up, Trey? Um, oh, what's what's up, Harrison? Okay, I was like,
0: yeah, I was about to say, actually, yeah, Trey's being kind and understanding that my internet was was going out, so um, that's very thank you, Trey. Uh, I, let me throw in a little input here of the whole uh, portal conversation. I've been trying to keep up on my um, on my phone, like streaming the um, the the cast, but it's also been cutting out, uh, so it's been super fun. So who knows how long I'm going to be here? I might be here for the rest of the show. I Might be here for ten minutes, but bear with me. Um, Hayden Thorne is your quarterback in twenty twenty four. Uh, that is uh, that is as simple as, as that. Um, the fact that there's not a ton of smoke um, behind Salter um, and we were kind of short lived. He's
1: out of he's out of the portal. So. Yeah, it,
0: exactly. Um, the, the the removal from the portal when there wasn't a ton of smoke while he was in there, right? Um, it, it says all it needs to say. Um, I think that he was gonna stick to his guns here. I know that a lot of people don't want uh, Peyton Thorn. But there's also, we talked about this earlier in the week, Dylan, this element, excuse me, I'm, I'm battling a head cold, too. I'm really, I'm just going through the ringer right now, guys. This element of a lot of, of, of dominoes fall if you go get a guy. Um, and, and I don't know that necessarily that quarterback from. Uh, you're already going to go, going through a coaching transition. You mentioned that earlier, Dylan, which, by the way, just my personal opinion. I think the collaborative opinion of everyone is for the best. Um, that's going to be an interesting hire and I know you were talking about that. I actually heard the majority of that but should be very uh, that, that'll that be really interesting. It's it's a domino effect trying to make sure you keep your guys intact as much as you can because you knows that you're one it's all speculation all speculation. All right, I just want to make sure that is crystal clear as I um, double check my audio section uh, settings because I don't think it's switched over my mic's about to sound a whole lot better guys you guys going to understand me. <laughs> better how about now? There you go. There we go. Sorry guys. I, I'm telling you I'm going through the ringer. Um, but, but I, I speculation. Like I said, I think Hugh Freeze can look and say, there are so many things we can change. Uh, a lot of things that need to be changed uh, year to year. And, and there needs to be that tangible process um, in terms of finding the right guys in the right places. Dylan, you mentioned somebody that can be a lead recruiter. Let's also not fall negligent on the fact that it was very clear when that coaching staff was more focused on recruiting than they were on game planning. You got to be able to find a guy, that, especially in this, at this point in time in your tenure, that you can say, I need you to handle you know, game planning and, and and play play calling, things of that nature. Or if I'm going to play call, here's how I want you to install this for me week to week because I've got to be able to recruit um, and, and make sure that we don't have that talent drop off. So I think he's living, I, I've said this earlier in the week, I would not want to be a Hugh Freeze's shoes right now. But um, that quarterback room is no exception. I think it's kind of playing this uh, metaphorical uh, teeter-totter, right? You want to make sure that you're you're making the right amount of change to lift the team up but you also don't want to make so much change that you sit down on that teeter totter and fling the rest of the team off and you've lost your team. Uh, There's, there's gotta be um, some time, uh, some, some kind of balance and you've got to make sure you keep some kind of continuity.
1: As his internet. A bunch of
0: guys that that are, that are not on the planes yet that you expect to be part of your future plans, but your guys right now are not necessarily um, something that not, not even not necessarily are absolutely not something you can lose. Uh, because year, year one, you get some slack. Year two, Auburn fans are gonna expect to look a little a lot more competitive and be able to plug some holes um, that you weren't able to plug in year one. Whether that's fair or not is I'll let you folks decide that are hanging out here on the stream. And I and I get both sides of that argument. I want you guys to know that. Seriously. Um, there's gotta be tangible improvement. And and I think Freeze knows that he's been around the block, he's understood that he, he's been through this process, he's not new to this. So playing the whole portal quarterback, especially late window portal quarterback game, and then trying to cover up what you said about – and go back on what you said about you know Peyton Thorne being the guy. I don't think that's a headache Hugh Freeze wants. Uh, I think that Thorne is, for lack of a better term, Dylan, good enough in terms of what, what Hugh Freeze wants to do in year two. And he may truly believe that he, he's got – there's a skill set within Peyton Thorne that he can develop over the course of an offseason, which is – on the table. I mean, that's on the table. Like that's not like crazy to think about. Connie said, Tars Wi-Fi woke up today and chose violence." Connie, my Wi-Fi has been awesome all day until I needed it to be. But you're so right. Like it took a, it must have taken a nap and then woke up and chose violence and been cranky <laughs> because it was working on Red Zone today. Um, so I don't know what's was, what was going on. We had Red Zone and two Xboxes going on. I don't know what's what's happening. It just hates me. But that's my that's my input. I didn't. Get, I don't think I got too off off topic there, Dylan. I just wanted to throw that in. Oh there. no,
1: not all, no. because uh, he also he had on uh, just the fact that you. you I, I go go straight into Paul jo- Paul Jones because there's other questions I here about the about who we think get the portal next. I'm still the portal right now. It, it seems like Hugh Freeze understands what to do to build a program, uh, which hopefully would uh, a portal acquisition i that i think that we're the most likely to get is aj harris i, I think that he's the most likely i've heard recently i know it's kind of gotten quiet uh but i do think that auburn is still the favorite to land him and a position of need right now if Keontae scott stays in the portal uh for, for that uh and then uh Teresa's i if I, his major wasn't offered by auburn so it was short-lived uh, I love I love the yearly announcement that a portal quarterback target uh, did not have the major he needed at Auburn to transfer. Uh it's my favorite annual tradition.
0: Uh I'd also like for us to not say that one too loud. Teresa, I'm not I'm not taking it away. Um sounds a little tampery um with how short Salter was in the of a time Saltzer was in the portal. Um so let's Let's uh, let's just say that uh that it's just it wasn't um the, that Salter decided he wanted to return back to return and 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 not not then um, and weighed his options and decided it was best for him. <laughs> um the last thing we want to do is get into another tampering allegation. But um the the major I, I did read that about his major.
1: Yeah, and I also got I got Billy McGee with two, a double double partner here. He needs to call the plays and believe he will go a further Further, because if you're going to go out, why not do it with your offensive plays and schemes? Just makes sense. Agree. Fine. And last one, I, I love that Talia is back in the mix uh, into the portal because I swear he's. I, I wasn't Talia in college, but like before we got there, before I'm we sorry? Got to college, wasn't Talia at, at Alabama before we uh, even got to Auburn?
0: I think Talia was no, no. Um I think Talia was a freshman our sophomore year which would have been 2019
1: I swear he's been in college for like eight years
0: um he's
1: he's out of I've heard he's out of he's out of eligibility
0: yeah Trey and Connie both confirmed 2019 um was Talia's first year um really? of, of eligibility plus a red shirt which would mean if he applies for eligibility it would only be an extended one one year extension which it's mad weird, by the way. If you're gonna sit out, of um I mean, was was he banged up? No. Did I missed that. Yeah, and the, or or maybe he was banged up and they just didn't say anything about it, which is on the table. If he was weighing out the NFL draft, let's not forget, like that's the time you can be quiet and be like, "Hey, dude, get healthy, get healthy." Um, like that's and that wouldn't bother me either. I would I would do that for my players too, just being transparent, like just being real. For those games that it doesn't matter if you don't report their injuries, like who who cares? Just opt out. <laughs> just just opt out <laughs> and, and we'll get you good we'll get you set up on a pro day um yeah no I, that doesn't shock me uh i'd be interested to see if he it gets accepted for another year of eligibility but i mean like everybody's getting i could get accepted for eligibility right now so like i don't know um, Yeah, I, I
1: thought i still thought it was weird that he opted out of the bowl game and didn't go to the draft that was what i thought was weird because why are you doing that because i don't think he was injured i know that he had like injuries throughout the year but i don't think he was injured enough to opt out of the bowl game which it's not like they needed him in the bowl game regardless but yeah neither here nor there uh but last last tidbit because i think we're still on the whole portal conversation just want to send out a huge congratulations to
0: talia tagel uh Taglo, early enrolled at alabama in 2019 played four transferred four years at michigan started three of those four played uh and set, only had 75 pass attempts. I don't know how many snaps in 2020. Um, uh, Maryland. Uh,
1: Michigan. Uh, Maryland.
0: Maryland. Sorry. Did I say Michigan? You said Michigan. I'm sorry. Maryland. Hi. This is how thrown off my Wi-Fi has got me. Maryland. I'm looking at the damn Maryland logo, too. Um, so, yes. Good catch, guys. Good catch, Trey. Good try. good catch. Uh, catch, Connie. just wanted to throw that out there.
1: Uh, I just want to throw out a huge congratulations to former Auburn defensive tackle Derek Brown. Uh the Carolina Panthers did not have a, not have a very happy season. Uh, finished two and fifteen. Uh, great year to be a Panthers fan.
0: Uh but I do like draft picks a Good year, actually. No, it's not.
1: <laughs> we don't have we don't have a first round draft pick. So, so yeah, <laughs> we gave it to the Bears.
0: You see, I but, caught myself mid sentence saying that, and I was like, oh.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but huge congratulations to Derek Brown because today he broke the record for most tackles in a season. By a defensive tackle in NFL history, 103 tackles. Just he's really him. Good. I
0: mean, like he's just him. Like
1: he's so good. And if we trade him, I'm going to be so pissed.
0: Uh, Trey, to answer your question, uh, last Tagavaleo question or low question uh, question we'll, we'll, we'll touch base on. Um, I'm just going to go and say yes. I do think he'll get another year of eligibility because I don't think it really matters anymore. And that's only asking for one extra with the NCAA. Um, I mean. Nineteen would have been a red shirt. Four years at Maryland is what we just determined. I mean, he should have a COVID year.
1: I just want to say it, it, he's a he's a he's a big name in the sport just because his last name.
0: Oh, he's a revenue generating name too. So so he's, he, he's he's going to get he's
1: He's not he's not going somewhere closer for to, to get closer to family or anything. So the NCAA is going to give him the eligibility because he has a name and does have a real reason for getting it. So, no, I mean
0: he could he could argue COVID allegedly. I don't I don't know. We'll see. He could also just say, hey, I'm I'm going to play another year at Maryland. They'll be like, okay, cool. Here's your eligibility, and then suddenly he will be in the portal.
1: It is now 2024. We should the NCAA needs to cut the COVID years. We are now. Four years past COVID, let's cut the COVID. Alan Bowman should not be playing another year of collegiate football.
0: Folks, I heard a rumor that Bo Nicks has another year of eligibility. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Stetson Bennett will return to UGA. Like, yeah. Along with um, Hunter Renfro is headed back to back to Clemson. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, well, we can't use Hunter Renfro. He's actually in the league. So,
0: so we're giving him extra eligibility. I mean, come on, like,
1: Everyone's got eligibility. You get eligibility. You get eligibility. Everyone gets eligibility.
0: I will be returning to Auburn for my fifth year. I'm requesting them to give me an academic scholarship so I can pursue my MBA.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tar, before we get into the basketball, because I think we've now gone full off the rails. Sorry. Tomorrow ends the college football season, the national championship, of course, the number two Washington Huskies. The 14-0 Washington Huskies take on the number one team in the country, the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan currently a five-point favorite in NRG Stadium.
0: Yes. Um, so I'm going to ask Chat to help me out here. Um, everybody hanging out here on the live stream, I'm going to degenerately gamble on this game um, because I think this could be a really fun one. I'm taking uh, – the line keeps moving up for Michael Pennick's, uh total yards over and under, and I'm still taking the over because I think he throws the best deep ball in America. Um, I bet against him in the um, – not, not degenerately. When I say degenerately, I'm just going to have, like, a $20 devious parlay. So I'm, I'm listening to any suggestions from you guys. Um, I'm talking, like, disgustingly devious. You think an offensive lineman is going to score? Tell me. I'll throw it the parlay. Um, <laughs> but I, every sign points to Michigan here, Dylan. Uh, it, it really does. Um, I think they could cover. Uh, I think that this, that this group's defense is, is just significantly better than what we saw Washington face in Texas. Uh, I think I think that the winner of that Rose Bowl was probably going to win the national championship regardless. Then again, I watched Michael Penix prove me wrong before. I see you throwing up the UW. I know that you're rocking with UW in terms of, you know, hoping for their success. But I like Michigan. I like Michigan close. I do think that they can cover. That being said, I am fighting the internal urge to bet Washington to cover, um, or at least bet Washington money line. Um, so I like Michigan, but I love Washington on the books. <laughs> I like Michigan in the game, but your your well,
1: heart your heart tells you Washington, but your brain's telling you Michigan. No,
0: my brain tells me Michigan. My my pocketbook says let's go make some money on Washington. Um, no, Dylan, no UW from Teresa. That is I can't. That's I, tough. Um, here's I, the thing: taking- I don't.
1: I didn't like whoever won the Rose Bowl in this. I and I've already I've bet against Michael Penix three times this year already. There's no way I'm gonna fall under the spell to do it again.
0: Yeah, the weakest link said Penix has made uh, made me a believer out of uh, made a believer out of me after seeing that Texas game. That guy's legit. I mean, he is awesome. He is so fun. I didn't get to watch enough of him like in real time. Like I think that they This is my brain operating in just a smooth brain. So we'll, we'll deal with me. It. it is more impressive to watch a quarterback do these things in real time than it is to watch highlights. I said what I said. All right. I I, I think in my brain when I watch them like do it in a big moment like live right. It's like wow, that's way cooler than any highlight tape could, ever could be. Like this guy's awesome. Um, Teresa said, "My heart says no." I'm a WSU <laughs> Cougar, and my hate for UW is almost as much as my Auburn mom heart hates Bama. Um, also, respect for you um, for you taking um, the hatred over uh, of, of Bama over uh, UW. That's awesome. Um, but in a, an RIP the Apple Cup uh, in theory. Uh, but
1: I think they're still playing.
0: Yeah, I think that yeah, it'll
1: it's no longer be a pack. Twelve matchup.
0: Yeah, it should be it should be a Tupac game. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Michigan as much as it hurts, and I'm going to generally gamble. Please put your M- Michael King said Michigan by ten. I'm not betting Michigan by ten, um, but if you give me an anytime touchdown, I'm I like Blake Cur- Blake Corum feels like a layup. Give me some anytime touchdowns, folks.
1: If, I, if I'm going the edge here, Michigan gets the edge for running back, and I think offensive line, offensively.
0: I was about to say, in their entire defense.
1: Yeah, and the defense. Yeah. Rome Odense is so freaking good.
0: Oh, I'm betting him touch touchdown too, just so you know. You have to. I'm, I'm cooking 13-2. up a parlay live for you guys.
1: <laughs> I have spent too long betting against Michael Penix. I bet against him in Indiana. I bet against him at the start of his Washington career. I bet against him this year. I thought he's going to lose twice to Oregon this year. I thought he was going to lose to Texas. I've I've done it too much. He's I like sure Washington. Once, at least. I like Washington. I like them I like them close. But mm. I do think this is gonna this is gonna be a for as bad as last year's was, I think this one's gonna be just equally as good on the spectrum of things. Cause I think I think we're getting finally the most balanced national championship matchup we've gotten since what twenty seventeen, Bama, Georgia. I'm trying Probably. to think of
0: I, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was discussing that might be the like this this uh excuse me, I almost said final four, but same concept. Um, this CFP has has been very reminiscent of that CFP in terms of like yeah. wow, this has been so much fun down to the bowl games, like down to the specific bowl games. Like they like this has got like that 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 Bama, Georgia part one national championship kind of written all over it. Um, and that could be make for a super fun game. Um, so Teresa said kids over myself respect, mad respect. My dad still cheers for Tech over Auburn any day of the week. Um, so.
1: so yeah, you UW has been Canada all season and have a perfect record. But if Michigan loses, they couldn't stop the Huskies from getting off the field. Uh, which I completely agree. I think that I think Wash. I, I think I think Michael Penix is the X factor here. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and Teresa, it's hard to stay as involved uh, as as a Washington State fan living in the SC country when I can't watch as many games. Plus, as a mom, I gotta support my kids over myself there there's that i yeah. i i mean i have had a couple of games where i've rooted against the team just because i have a little bit of a hatred towards them uh, i do it sure. fairly i do it fairly often yeah um, no,
0: um see uh see the sec championship and the uh, rose bowl <laughs> for me all right let's uh let's keep rolling i know we're about to talk basketball and i'm gonna talk for like two minutes here give our little ad feel really really quickly dylan so we don't lose any viewers because i don't want them to get bored and then i'm gonna roll in and let you cook for basketball and i'll explain that here in a second guys All right, we're wrapping up our football segment right here on the College Loop live stream, the Sunday evening live stream. 62 of you beautiful people hanging out with us right now as we speak. Share the link with a friend. Bring them on to the show. Let's hang out. Let's have some fun. Give us your questions. Give us your thoughts, concerns, strongly held beliefs, and demands. And while you guys are doing that, make sure you hit like, subscribe, and ring the bell right here on the YouTube channel. Make sure you're hanging out with us. Stay up to date with everything going on right here at the College Loop Podcast. That is the number one one way you guys can help us grow. That is by hitting subscribe so we can keep pushing the envelope and keep doing all the fun stuff that we do right here on the show. Also, shout out to the guys over at the World Report for giving us the platform to do so. If you guys aren't listening on the if you guys are listening back on this and you're not on the live stream that's no no worries make sure that you give us five stars and a thumbs up on whatever streaming platform of choice that may be this one's for the folks that aren't listening right now folks bear, bear with me for a second uh, we appreciate you guys shared the show with a friend so they can join in and become a looper themselves don't know how much it means to us you guys have no idea your support amazes me every single day and inspires us to continue to work hard and give you guys the the i guess product the, the best product we can provide and present to you guys Moving forward, if you guys want to continue to support the show, you can go to thewarreport.com. That link is in the description on any of our shows and pick up your very own College League War Report co-branded T-shirt, the Feeling Loopy T-shirt. It's on sale for $25, like I said, at thewarreport.com. Comes in five different colorways, most comfortable shirt you will ever own. If you pick up your very own Feeling Loopy 2 shirt, make sure you use hashtag Feeling Loopy. That's Feeling without the G on whatever social media platform makes you the happiest. And tag us, and it will throw up your selfie of you and your shirt on the next show live stream, whatever that may be. Thank you guys so much for your continual love and support. We're going to roll into Auburn basketball right here on the college loop. Guys, I need to come clean and make an absolutely depressing um, confession. Did not get to watch either of the games this weekend, and I'm sorry. All right, you listen, I'll do better. Um, I am at my job. I work at Wesleyan College. It's an all-girls school in Wesleyan, Georgia, uh, and Macon, Georgia. If you want to check us out, that's at Wesleyan College on Instagram. That's my job. My job, my work, my shameless plug. Um, so my my day job. I am also the voice of the Wolves. Um, so anytime any of our teams have a game, I am their PA announcer. Unfortunately, they tipped at two o'clock on Saturday. Um, So I just was unable to watch the Auburn-Arkansas game. So I'd actually like to to tell you guys that you're welcome. You can thank me now. Um, Since I didn't watch, that's what you guys got to watch. I've not gone back and been able to watch film yet because, to be honest with you, after I got done, I played golf. That's just how that went. Just trying to cut loose and enjoy my weekend. Um, But, you know, as as the voice of the Wolves, uh, and I am also our production team, uh, so anything that goes on, any of our marketing stuff that goes on in-game is also my job. And I did put that on my own plate, but it's fun and I love it. And I love our student-athletes, so I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to let Dylan Cook here and kind of break down Auburn's Emphatic win, biggest win in – excuse me, biggest loss for Arkansas in Bud Walton history. So since that opened in 1997, correct me if I'm wrong. um, (laughs) Would (laughs) know. Somewhere between 93 and 97. It's in that four-year range, and it's kind of broad, but I can't remember which – I think it's 97. I can look it up real quick. Um, Auburn absolutely handed it to Arkansas. Um, And to my understanding, took care of the the work on the glass. Janai Broom was building a stock to become a borderline lottery pick. Um, Dylan will let you cook from there.
1: Yeah, uh, it was just a fun. It was a fun game to watch. Uh, I missed out in the first half because I, I can't lie, I was hanging out with my girlfriend. And I kind of forgot it was going on, and but I did watch the entire second half, uh, and I caught up on everything, the film and everything. This game was a fun watch. And again, if you're not also to go back on what Tar said, if you're also watching the stream, give us a like. Uh, we only got four likes for the stream right now, so not begging for likes, but I'm asking for them if you know what I mean. Politely, uh, yeah, politely. Uh, but Auburn took down Arkansas. 83 to 51. And let me go ahead and tell you, the worst loss all Eric Musselman has ever suffered during his time at Arkansas is 15 points. And before then, the worst loss Arkansas ever had at Bud Walton was 30 points at, I believe they said it was 2012 Billy Donovan, Florida, uh, which I believe that team, I don't want to make any speculations, but did that team go to the national championship, the 2012 Florida team? I think so. So, hmm. There you go. Uh but Auburn did take the win by 32 points, led by none other than Chad Baker Mazzara. One at someone that me and uh Kentucky
0: won 2012.
1: Like, dang it. Uh I was about to have a nice little nice little cut Bowl. in right there. Yeah. Uh but uh Chad Baker Mazzara has proven to be one of the best pickups of this offseason. Him and Aiden Holloway definitely battling out. Uh I know Colin Byersdorf does completely agree. Uh the other co-host of the show does agree that Chad Becker-Mazar is the best pickup Bruce Pearl had during the offseason because he put up 16 points off the bench, 4 for 4 from 3 throw line, 2 for 3 from the 3-point line, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, and I know there was like 2 technical p- fouls during this game. I don't know where exactly it came from, but I'm pretty <laughs> pretty sure Chad Becker-Mazar probably got one of them because it just seems right, but this game was choppy from the start. Uh, and you understand that Arkansas and Auburn aren't really a rivalry in football per se. Uh, you can take them or leave them, but in basketball, these two teams hate each other. Arkansas fans, bat, Arkansas basketball fans, Auburn basketball fans do not like each other one bit whatsoever. Uh, and Auburn had a pretty had a curse in Bud Walton Arena for the longest time. I think it was four years. I think four or five years since Auburn lost one in, in in Bud Walton. It's been a long time. Uh, is uh, a bit too long of a time, but uh, it also helps whenever Jani Broom scores 14 points in the second half, uh, all from the paint. They could not stop him from the paint whatsoever. He also threw up eight rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks as well for Jani Broom. Uh, just complete. It was a complete game all around. Aiden Holloway wasn't really a factor uh, scoring-wise, but was able to get five rebounds as well. Uh, just the three-point line wasn't really his friend and, and it's at times it's not really Auburn's friend at all. And, in, in that, in that stadium, but uh, from start to finish Auburn, I, I don't want to say start, from, I want to say that the 10 minute mark of the first half yeah. to, the, to the end of the game. That's, Auburn the, smart, had that's it, the
0: smart notes that I read. <laughs> yeah.
1: Auburn had it in the bag. It, it was a close game. I know I got some text messages. I got one from my friend, Bark, a friend of the program who said, we suck because we were losing to a team like Arkansas. And then all I turned turn around, my next text I got from, from Bark was, oh, are we like that? And I was like...
0: I got a fun yeah. series of text messages, too, from one Will Root, that at, at the eight-minute mark, according to him, because I was working when this happened, so I had to ask him when these happened, I looked at the timestamp, it said nine and nine in the SEC. And then about 30 minutes later, it said Final Four. So.
1: I, I love the... What's the word? The, the, the velocity? Not the velocity. What's the word? Duality? Not duality. It's like with something's unpredictable, except with a V. There's something. If you know it in the chat, let me know. I'll
0: bring it up in a second. The, the word. The variance?
1: No. The, just let me speak. <laughs> the dual, I don't, I'm just going to go duality, just for that's kind of what I'm referring to, of an Auburn fan when they're losing to an Auburn fan when they're winning.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and, and losing is just uh, actually probably a more comfortable place than winning because losing, you're like, oh, man, I'm going to be angry. And then winning, you're like, how are we going to blow this? Which is just like sports fandom in general. That's not unique to Auburn, um, but it's funny.
1: But It was a great game all around, uh, and you could honestly see it from, from the players. Katie Johnson had fun uh, in this game. Uh, Wendell Green had a lot of fun watching it. Volatile. volatile thank volatile. you there thank you brad thank you oh my yeah. god i said that word a lot too and that annoyed me i yeah. didn't think of it uh but katie joss had fun window green have fun jabari smith had fun because i believe he tweeted out and i quote dance on the pig
0: <laughs> <laughs> dog
1: <laughs> further explaining my love for jabari smith uh i wish he was on thunder uh but not so chad home right now uh, but this this Arkansas team, not the they kind of messed up the trajectory of where Muslim was taking this team. They were elite eight last year, I believe. Were they elite eight or sweet 16 last year?
0: Elite eight,
1: I think they were elite eight. Uh, took them there based on a great uh freshman class. Then this year, spent all that time building in the transfer portal. Uh, got a lot of players from the portal. Uh, and this team just not, has not meshed well thus far. Uh, now nine and five. Uh, yeah, I hate I hate it for him so much. It's really,
0: I, I, my heart hurts for Eric Musselman and, and that Arkansas fan base. They're such good folk, and they're always so respectful um, and make this rivalry so friendly. Uh, I really, really wish them nothing but the worst. I'm telling you, folks, like, I have no problem with Arkansas in literally anything except for basketball. Like, I cannot stand Arkansas basketball.
1: <laughs> well, per scores, uh, based on the, uh, you know, football and basketball, it does seem that Auburn owns that state.
0: <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. The only exception being their ultra spring sports being the diamond sports in which they're both very good. But, um, yeah, no, Arkansas, little brother syndrome uh, on, a, on a lot of levels. I'm just, just going to be real. Uh,
1: and this game does kind of go into the next game going on. And the fact that Auburn now has to play against, Buzz. Buzz. Uh, And and again, again, a coach that has had BP's number for a hot minute now.
0: Yeah. If you're as as scared as hell in the chat, let me know. I'll raise my hand and go ahead and tell you that I'm nervous about that one.
1: Yeah. uh, That game will, of course, preview during the Tuesday show. So that'll be coming out on that game will be happening on Tuesday. Uh, Wade Taylor, the fourth, still a member of that team, uh, has still. Is uh, a terrifying player to go up against. Uh, so that game is going to be a very fun game as well. That game is back in Neville Arena. Uh, tickets are as low as forty bucks right now. Yeah, um, no. I believe that's standing room only. Yeah, it's, it's SRO for out. sure.
0: Yeah, your cheapest seats always SRO at, at, at the Nev. Um, let me just throw this out there real quick. Um, if Auburn loses and snaps their home winning streak against Texas A&M uh, this week. On, on Wednesday, I'm going to be one unhappy camper. I don't think a lot of you guys are, uh, but if Auburn beats AM And they beat them handedly, I'm going to be booging at a dangerously high rate. I just want to I just want to go ahead and tell everybody. Um, I'm going to go buy my own orange and blue glasses. Uh,
1: uh, actually, I have replaced mine.
0: Have you? Uh,
1: <laughs> I don't think anybody's prepared. I'm gonna I'm gonna exit the frame and I'll be back because uh, no one's prepared for this. I need a I'm. A theatrical person.
0: So just, yeah, uh, Dylan's about to actually rip his headphones out of his computer. But while he does that, I'm going to explain to you guys. Um Auburn is – holy hell, what am I looking at? These
1: are the new book glasses. What
0: uh, is happening? <laughs> Someone screenshot this and tweet hashtag the college loop out of context. Yes. No context, the college loop. Someone start the Twitter account. This is worth it. Um, that will be me though. That will be me. If, if Auburn wins on Wednesday, um, and I'm probably going to pick them to win to be honest with you. Um, because this, this group is clicking at a rate, um, that I haven't seen in, in a couple years. My only concern is, are they, are they figuring things out too quickly? Uh, and yes, I'm allowed to nitpick because right now we're, all of us should be as an Auburn community and go win the natty mode. That's where you should be right now in this team has the makings of a team that could be really, really good in March if they get hot at the right time. Uh, I was talking to some friends today. They asked me about the state of Auburn basketball, a couple of Georgia friends. And I said, look, here's the reality. The, this, this team's got the goods. Um, and, you know, looking at the box score um, from yesterday alone and, and just kind of chatting with some friends before even watching film, um, I, I felt good speaking on those grounds. Um, this team's got the goods. It's a matter of can they get hot at the right time. Um, it's It's not always – it's usually not even the best team that wins the national championship. It's the best team that gets hot um going into the tournament so uh, this team needs to save its peak for from from for early march and and then and get rolling from their sec tournament and beyond um because i think this is still in this group to be really special and they've got to prove it to me on wednesday because that's really going to be your achilles heel um and you could face buzz and and um, the must bust both a, a total of uh, a combined five times this year counting the sec tournament um, so you got to make sure you can check your boxes there and get your, if you're going to lose to these guys, get them out of the way in the regular season. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. I'm going to let you roll over into women's basketball. Once again, I'm sorry, guys. I have been busy as hell at, my, at the office trying to take care of some stuff for our student athletes as they return, um, at the division three level, you can imagine everybody wears a lot of hats. Um, so I've been, I've been switching my hats by the hour, uh, by the half hour, even, uh, in terms of getting these, these young ladies ready to, to um, go out and perform at a high level, um, this season. Yes my job as creative director No, that does not mean I, I'm not still boots on the ground. I'm still very much involved um, in our athletics department and helping them uh, get in the right trajectory. I've got a great team around me. So don't let you cook on women's basketball.
1: Yeah. Uh, women's basketball uh, started off this SEC conference schedule off very rough. 0 and 2 start uh, had Tennessee in the bag uh, for, for a good little bit. Uh, but the third quarter came. They had, I, I'm trying to remember the lead. Exactly. It was like a double digit lead going into halftime. The third quarter came around. Auburn could not make a singular shot. And that went meshed over into the into the fourth quarter as well and just could not get anything done against Tennessee. Uh, but showed signs of they can compete at the high level of the SEC. But then in walks Texas A&M and Kulibaly, uh Kulabali, Aisha Kulabali being a former Auburn Tiger herself, uh, who ended up leading AM in scoring with 14 points? She also put up two steals, three assists, and five rebounds. Uh, Auburn just could not get anything going. Uh, the Oscar Grayson was the only one who put the oh, who scored in double digits with 15. Uh, Jamai Gun put up nine. Uh, Taylor Collins put up eight, and then Marshawn Bosser put up eight off the bench. But other than that, uh, Savannah Scott did not really do much. Uh you also had Kaelin Duhon did not put up a single point. Marshawn Boss or no, McKenna Eddings didn't put up a single point. Sidney Shaw also had zero points as well. Auburn shot one for nine from the three-point line, Thought 30% from the field as a whole. This game, just nothing, and I mean nothing, went Coach Jay's favor against Texas A&M.
0: Yeah, uh, look, and look, you're starting out 0-2 in, in the conference. Uh I... I'm not saying it's unexpected, uh, but the, the collapse against Tennessee, while it was a collapse, is still promising. Uh, the AM game is disappointing on a number of levels, uh, starting really with the fact that you wanted to shove it um, to a young lady that, that left the left the program uh, for whatever reason you want to speculate. Uh, but you, we've all heard the speculation uh, about how much you wanted to kind of stick it to her and show her that you know, this program is going to heights that it had not been to before. With that being said, Dylan, it's – it's tough to look at, at this schedule um, uh, up, up ahead uh, and, and say that, that Auburn's going to get the opportunity to snag that SEC win um, um, soon. Uh, and you, obviously, you get Vanderbilt a couple times here in the next handful of games. But at the same time, you're, you're, there's no such thing as an easy win in the SEC. Um, and, and Auburn's got to find ways to close games. It's kind of been their MO, not just this year and their losses, but uh, last year as well. Is you're, you're able to hang with the team and then you get out-depth. Um, look. That's going to happen. It's going to continue to happen uh, really until next year uh, and when, when you finally got a full roster. Uh, it's year three of a rebuild, but a lot of people are starting to look and say, okay, so when's Auburn going to start making making those steps? And they've not made them in conference play yet. Now, they had a great non-conference slate. It doesn't hurt that you had an easy non-conference slate, but you've got to take those steps to continue to be able to compete for four quarters. Uh, and, and let's be honest, how many times did we look last year and say if you could delete the third quarter, Auburn wins this ballgame handedly? It happens a lot. It's something about coming out of halftime flat. Uh, and, and, and until that improves, this team's going to have a rough, rough go of it uh, in the SEC.
1: Well, let's not forget, in just seven days, they'll take on Angel
0: Reese. And the reigning national champion, LSU the
1: Tigers. winning in LSU Tigers. Um, before we get into uh, the rest of the show, I just want to throw up some of these uh, comments we got. Uh I'm trying to think. So I got Brad Browning. Have y'all heard anything about Bailey Tanner? I think Tanner Bailey. I looked it up. Uh transfer quarterback from South Carolina. He's got Auburn University in his IG bio. Uh A, I would love to know how y'all would just find people's Instagram bios for random court portal quarterbacks. And then B, I've never heard of Tanner Bailey in my life. And I was about to say the pro- same thing. that's probably just me doing my due process and looking stuff up. Uh he didn't play for South Carolina very much. I think he had maybe a carry or two, uh, from my knowledge. I don't think he, he did not play. Uh, I don't even think he was the backup. He might have been third string behind uh, Rattler. And, uh, is Doty still there? I swear Luke Doty's been there as well. Uh, let's see. Also got uh, Jan- Janice Patterson. What's up, Keontae Scott? Is he in the portal or not? This is confusing in some ways. So he is, but he's uh, – Keontae Scott is in the portal. He's a uh, He's in the portal, but he left – leeway for him to return as well uh let's see michael scuziano hey so is anyone asking the question or does anyone know what happened with the personnel decisions at the end of recruiting and portal as the kj i think bolden and aj harris and departures with timing makes me wonder there uh recruiting is very fluid uh you're gonna have players that you go very high for and other players that you don't uh, it happens. Uh, it's not something I'm gonna panic about right off the bat. Uh, and then the last couple ones, uh, who is expected next OC? Uh, the favorite I've been hearing is Derek Nix from Ole Miss. Yeah, this is from the start of the show.
0: No. Uh, Trevor, Trevor, champion said, "What about Solia for QB?" No, just just no. Um, I think that was gonna happen. That was gonna happen last year. By the way,
1: this supposedly it takes 48 hours from this. Put the name, or Auburn has 48 hours to submit his name once he notifies the compliance department. You have there's a set date you have to put your name in the portal, and then you have, I think it's 72, 48 to 72 hours that the university has to announce it, meaning they have that amount of time to fix it, like you know, converse with the player. Hey, we don't want you to leave. That kind of thing happened, and that's what happened with. With uh, Keontae. so again, he's he's left room for him to return, and and as I said before, during the show earlier on the show as well, Uh, no idea what's going on with Jason Jones yet.
0: Um, and Brad uh, Browning circling back, somebody brought it up on Locked On in Auburn with Zach Blackaby either yesterday or this morning on Tanner Bailey. I'll be honest with you, um, one, I'll be candid, I've listened to Locked On in probably two weeks. Um, just gonna be honest with you, I haven't listened to LOA since the end of. Uh, the regular season, much not routinely. Um, so uh, that Blackerby may know something that we don't. Uh, it's a hundred percent in the cards. Um, but I've not heard anything. Um, Tanner this is honestly the first time I've heard anything about Tanner Bailey. Um, and usually if there's real traction, there we be smoke. I mean, there's also the chance that if you're not going to play ball and you want to transfer, um, for academics, like, yeah, so kids will do that, like that, that will happen. Um, so, uh, and Brad Browning mentioned also JG Tate said Keontae Scott is not in the portal. Like, well, I'm, I'm just gonna go and say it maybe JG knows something I don't uh, I'
1: have not heard anything uh, looking through the a look for the the uh, warport slack real quick and see if we have missed anything potentially uh, I haven't
0: I have been on the golf course today so I mean like that could have happened like <laughs> when played 18 I did not did not live on my phone. I'll be honest with you, it's been nice to have a little break. Yeah,
1: I've not it, nothing I've heard says it uh, but also it's not maybe something going on on Twitter. Uh, no one's really talking. He's, he's in the portal. Uh, maybe, maybe he's not.
0: As far as we know, Countess Scott's in the portal.
1: Uh, yeah, as far as we know, he is in the portal. Uh, but I don't want to panic just yet if he announces commitment to A&M just to go over there and be with Wesley McGriff. That's going to uh, scare me.
0: Answer to this is Peyton Thorne. Uh, if you had to bet on it, who starts the quarterback uh, versus Alabama A&M we got to get through spring camp and fall camp, um, but I'm going to guess Peyton Thorn right now.
1: Yeah, Peyton Thorne is, I believe, the favorite, followed by Holden Garner uh, and then Hank Brown and Walker White. <laughs> In that order. Uh, JG said uh, after the basketball game yesterday, I have not heard anything about Kathy Scott being out of the portal. And I'm pretty regular on Twitter. 24 uh, said sports if Robbie Ashford as a portal at 100% chance to Returning to Auburn I, He's not sorry he's not Would love him to Because I think he gives an extra element to the offense uh, I don't think Robbie Ashford Returning to Auburn in 2024 uh, He's going to look great As a Utah Ute though I will say and I know that probably hurts Teresa being, a, being, of, being of The Pac-12 a little bit But I do believe Robbie Ashford Is going to the Utah Utes if I had to defend the bet, and that's strictly because I want to do it. into my 24 dynasty with the Utah Utes and Robbie Ashford and Landon King as my, uh, as my running back as my quarterback uh, wide receiver duo. Cause that's going to be some cheese right. in, in a video game situation.
0: RPO, uh, a little RPO action in oh, Utah. Gee, it's going to be so fun. Uh,
1: but while we're still, we I mean, all still have, y'all, can I ask questions about football. We'll, if we'll have time after the show, y'all can still throw us questions. We'll be here as long as y'all want us here. But I can move on to baseball for a second. Tar, I don't know if you know this, but we're getting very close to baseball season.
0: It's right around the corner, baby. I'm and excited. And
1: Auburn, Auburn starting off the season as the number 15 team in the country. Number seven in the SEC. Yeah. Eight, yeah. eight if you count Texas, but seventh in the SEC. Uh, but – it's a great starting point for a team that didn't get ranked until what halfway through the season last year.
0: Right, it's a loaded conference, uh, and and uh, it's it's a very top uh, top heavy conference. Um, or not top heavy conference, but top, top heavy league, um, in in collegiate baseball. But I mean, fifteen is right where you want to be for Auburn. They got a ton of returners, ton of exciting young talent. Um, a lot of people wondering how Joe Joga is going to perform coming off injury this year, um, especially after kind of shutting things down last year. I, I like where this is at right now um, I, I think that this team uh, can get is poised to make a run uh, at, a, at hosting a, a regional if not a super regional this year uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm very very excited I like that a lot um, where they're at uh, in terms of 15 I don't I think that's appropriate I do um, so' we'll, we'll, a lot of room for growth still right but not um, not expectations of being at the floor of the SEC now it's can they hold their own through non-consulate, the then on before they really lock in for SEC uh, SEC play we've seen this before we've seen this movie. I'm reliving a nightmare of losing a, a weekend series to UCF. Um, this is uh, this is I've, I've been there when we've lost to Jack State. So lots of lots of of moving parts there, but I'm very very excited for this group. Um, Enrique Bradfield, I, I think, is poised to have probably um, the strongest second year um, of the group in terms of I'm really really excited and high on what he can do. Um, so.
1: Yeah, and of course, I think we—I think we're both in agreement that Auburn baseball might be the closest sport to winning a national championship of the major ones. I think would you would you agree in that? I just
0: said Enrique Bradfield as if he's not uh, the—he's not in the pros right now from Vanderbilt. What who am I mixing him up with? Left field, help me. I was watching Enrique Bradfield highlights last night. I'm not going to lie to you. Continue. (laughs) Because we're we're
1: good. I was I was saying uh, Auburn baseball is probably the closest of the major. Sports programs at Auburn to, to the, to the national championship. Disagree. Disagree, or do you? Do you As it stands me? right here,
0: I think back, I think they're neck and neck with um, uh, Chris Stanfield. There's my mix-up. I'm sorry. Um, that was gonna drive me nuts. I was so guys, thinking.
1: I thought you were about a Vanderbilt left fielder. I was. That's why yeah, I was, Enrique was, like, was,
0: a, was a center fielder, Gold Glover, who's now the Bigs. Um, all we're
1: pro. great. We're great friends with him. Remember, we talked. We are. Him, we, we are. This is
0: actually his third year out, so I should be going to the Bigs after this. But neither here nor there. Um, yeah. My bad. You can see, you can see where the mix-up was there. I was thinking speedy outfielder, um, with a with a quick bat. And um,
1: we will get drafted very early. Correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. With a
0: ton, with a ton, ton of upside. Yeah. Um, I I think that they're neck and neck with basketball as it stands this year. I think it's a program holistically, you're probably right. Um, but I, I mean, I think that in terms of talent level for both of these squads, both of them should have pretty fun springs.
1: Yeah, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. And last bit of tidbit, uh, last tidbit to go over. Uh, before if we open up the floor to questions, I see Teresa Utah's no longer the pack two. I was hoping he hoping that Robbie Asher replace Frank Harris at UTSA.
0: Isn't Frank Harris 37?
1: <laughs> he up there uh, but very good quarterback though. Uh, I that'd have been fun as well, especially inside by 24. rebuild UTSA again with Robbie Asher also be very fun but uh, regardless. Uh, Auburn gymnastics did compete last night came in third. Uh, behind Alabama and Cal. Did beat UCLA, though, which I find that as a huge win. Beat them by .05. Uh,
0: And Auburn posted a 196-6 flat in in their first meet. That's a great benchmark. And their lowest score didn't come from Vault.
1: Which is a tremendous accomplishment, I must say. But they did score their lowest on beam, which does suck. And there was a lot of Issues with beam from the from the preview meet.
0: Y'all forgive me. This might be just a vibes comment, but I also feel like beam is one of those you get better as the year goes on. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, like like not just in terms of reps, but like beam is one of those those routines um, as you have more time to work on them and, per, and decide what you're going to throw um, throughout the year, just based on how your first handful of, of couple of meets go. Um, that your your beam scores get more consistent. What was promising to me is like like you mentioned Dylan the vault
1: yeah and uh beam again it it takes time to get pun intended your feet settled uh find your footing even uh one of those two (laughs) uh but uh auburn did perform very well you beat one of the blue bloods of of gymnastics in ucla uh bama does have a very good gymnastics program uh the the ergonomics of the airplane hangar make it very good to practice uh (laughs) gymnastics in uh just and of course, their highest one, of course, if you were, is bars. Shocker there. Duh. I believe, I believe, Cassie Stevens went to the national championship I for bars.
0: Texas and Auburn being good on bars. <laughs> uh,
1: floor second, uh, then vault, and then beam. Uh, but everyone pretty much said bars and floor are going to be where they make their money, and that's where they do uh, because Auburn has a very talented roster of gymnasts. Uh, it's very promising to see them. Throw up this high of a score in their first meet without you know De'Aaron Go born and Suni Lee, so officially showing that they're not just those two, which I really I really enjoyed the statement.
0: Find your dynamite. What'd I say?
1: I mean, it does look like it's going to be. I believe Sophia Groth posted a nine nine. How about Sarah Hubbard too? Yes, I was about to get there.
0: glue, Glue guy, you know what I'm saying?
1: Uh, but Sophia Groth put up a nine nine on bars. Cassie Stevens put up a nine nine two five, as well. Uh, on that, Ariya Bush put brush put the R in there. Uh, put up a nine eight. Gabby McGofflin put up a nine eight on bars, and freshman Bren Bartman put up a nine point three on bars as well. So showing off the wide variety of of these of these girls. Uh, a lot of them are names that are that already are. Uh, names within the program. Olivia Hansworth I put up a career-high 99 on bars as well. Just showing off how good Auburn is at bars. I'm trying to find the vault scores, uh, but I'm on their Twitter page, so that's probably not the best thing to be doing.
0: Yeah, it's not the fastest uh, method of, of, of locating uh, rotational <laughs> scores.
1: Yeah, uh, that I should have realized as soon as I tried to scroll down. That's, yeah,
0: it's easier just to look at the box score. But that's yeah,
1: I'm going to do that right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There you go. As Dylan does that, I'm going to go ahead and start kind of unwinding this or uh, winding down since it doesn't look like we have a ton of th- of uh, questions funneling in. If you guys want to continue to support the show, make sure you like subscribe and ring the bell right here on the YouTube channel. That is the number one way you can do us uh, a solid and help us out with our growth. Drop a comment on your thoughts. If you're listening to this after the show, tweet out us if you're listening on a streaming platform after the show and make sure that you are, if you're listening on a streaming platform, giving us five stars, thumbs up, whatever the highest rating is on your platform of choice Share the show with a friend. So we continue to grow. The College Loop brand and the Looper family, you guys are the best listeners in the world. I'm not just saying that I genuinely mean it. This is the best community that we are so proud to have ever built, better than we could have ever dreamed. You guys are absolute rock stars. If you guys want to continue to support the show, make sure you head over to TheWarReport.com and pick up your very own College Loop War Report podcast network co-branded. Feel and Loopy t-shirt comes in five different colorways, most comfortable shirt you will ever own and if you don't want to type that into the search bar at warport.com, it's okay. We have it in the, uh, in the description to each of our shows on whatever platform you may find it best on. If you pick up your brand on and Loopy shirt, make sure you use hashtag Field Loopy. That's Feelin' without the G on whatever social media platform you use the most. You prefer the best. And tag us and it. We will make sure we throw up your selfie of you and your college Kyle, loop Warport co-branded Feelin' Loopy t-shirt on the next stream, show, whatever that may be. Thank you guys for your continual love and support. You guys are dogs, absolute m- 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 madmen. And women, mad people, and we love you guys for it. You guys are the best, best community we could have ever built. Dylan, did you find the box score since I went ahead and knocked that one out of the way?
1: Yeah, I was looking at the uh vault scores. Sarah Hubbard led the way with a 9.8. Uh, then you had Cindy Shoemaker put up a 9.8 as well. Uh, Huff Hollingsworth, 9.8 as well. I think it could be all this on one sentence. I'm reading the uh press release. Uh, Stevens, 9.7 on, on the vault. So, uh, great scores. Great, great score to start off with uh, on, a, on a rotation that definitely needed uh, a step up. I uh, just want to shout out everybody. Uh, if you have not been to an Auburn gym meet ever, I highly recommend you do so. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Only an hour and a half. I think Standing Room Only is the only thing that's available, but you're not sitting up for very long, and you're having fun the entire time. They're they a blast, be, and they're, they're gonna at, be interactive at, as hell. Yeah, and you're going to see the first – ever home the first home meet not first ever home meet the first home meet is of course this friday against number nine kentucky so not only are you getting to watch auburn gymnastics but you're going to watch auburn gymnastics in a what could be a nail biter uh it's gonna be on this friday it's gonna be at 7 30 p.m and if you're if you can't make it watch on television that's
0: it's be the, As the As network, network. That should do it for the College Loop live stream. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. I'm Harrison Tar at Tar on the Bird app and on Instagram. If you guys want to come hang out, give me your thoughts, give me your opinions, your hot takes. Thank you guys so much for continuing to love and support of the show. I already shouted out where, where you can find us everywhere. Dylan will tell you where you can find us on the social media platforms. Surprise, surprise. We do not hide. You can find us. We're around. Um, anyways, until then, until the Tuesday show. Tuesday show, yes. Uh, when we give our breakdown of Auburn, um, everything under the sun, we will – hope you guys have a great Monday. Have a great rest of your evening and take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Dylan, let's get out of here.
1: Of course. I'm Dylan Lark at your boy, tank on Twitter slash X. You guys will find me on Instagram as well at Dylan Lark at D-Y-L-A-N-L-A-R-C-K and then spell it out for you for Twitter at your boy, tank at Y-A-B-O-Y the tank. And of course, you can find, us from here, right, you can find me right here on the College Loop, which like, comment, subscribe, leave some likes for the stream, subscribe if you've not already. I would like to hit 800 so we can feed Colin again uh because apparently he really likes food uh we gotta get get him some he's hungry uh, soonish uh but uh words are hard if you want to follow us on any other social media you have us on twitter tiktok facebook the works all of those at the college loop and of course if your center interface is completely understandable but we have audio versions of the show out as well on spotify podcast google podcast and of course amazon music and of course all that being said thanks for tuning in thanks for listening if you're not part of the live stream And with all that being said, this has been the College Loop Podcast. Love you guys. There it is.